This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Folks, welcome to Hidden in Plain Sight. It's Brandon Steele, Star Blaze TV, back at it. Uh, and a funny thing happened this week. The definition of the word definition was changed on Wikipedia. And all I can think about every time I read that is Bill Clinton going, it depends on what the definition of is, is. Because that's the level we're at now. On the flip side, like that's, it's pretty fucking funny that we've gotten to the point where the definition of definition is being changed for reasons that have nothing to do with grammar. And this was after they changed the definition of recession, which I don't actually know what the definition is. But it's funny that they had to change another definition so that they could justify the first change. So unless you can change the definition of definition to cover your changing of the definition of... It's a lot of effort to go through, to be honest. But hey, if they can change the the definition of the word... Like, the simulation's breaking, right? It's too on the nose. George Orwell didn't think he'd be this right. I always just imagine him coming back and being handed, like, an iPad and just let him loose on the internet. And he would be, you know, just depressed at the horrors man has created. Because if you give someone from an era where he came from, and he was the only one crazy enough to see this through, and you're like, hey, look at this shit, YouTube alone would horrify him. Could you imagine showing George Orwell mukbang videos? Oh my God, the disgust. That's like worse than what he imagined as the torture in his books, which are dystopian novels. So is there a word for worse than dystopian yet? What's like super dystopian? I don't know. Someone can Google it. I'll just pull a Dragon Ball Z and call it dystopian too. You know, like Super Saiyan. Cheap but effective. So I just wanted to, yeah, cover that to start because we're reaching levels of strange and crazy that even I didn't anticipate could come. And like, I get it's just Wikipedia and people do this shit all the time, but it's still Wikipedia. Like it's, it's big enough for it to be interesting. Now we'll see if Merriam and Webster follow suit. So some of you may have heard, but uh, Chinese backup dancers for the pop group Mirror were in a horrifying incident where one of the giant video monitors uh, cut one of them in half. Yeah, parted down the middle. If you haven't watched the video, I don't really recommend you do it. 
you don't need to see this one. Especially if you look at the other angles, because they're worse. So if you watch it, watch one where it stops it, right before he gets King Solomon. Because uh, it's not pretty, if I'm being honest. Now, they're saying this dude's on life support. If you have watched the video, I think you would agree, he's fucking dead. He got fucking cut in half by a multi-thousand-pound monitor. If he survives, he's the real-life Obito Uchiha. So he's got to be dead. I think this is probably just... They're trying to do good PR, you know? I mean, maybe they Jackie Kennedy'd him and scooped his brains back in after his head was split down the middle. I guess technically you could be like, no, he's just in a vegetative state. He could wake up at any moment, any moment. The furthest I saw, they'd go be like, he's probably going to be paralyzed. Like, no shit. He He should not live by any... There's no way he's alive. Let's just put it that way. If they say he survived, I think it's a double. I don't buy it. Speaking of the other Asians, uh... There's a a monkey update coming out of Japan, and I figured we'd play the report real quick. Children and elderly people in southwestern Japan are being attacked by monkeys. You see one here just waiting for somebody to come outside so it can attack. (laughs) This is happening in the city of Yamaguchi. Yo, that's wild. So far, nearly... That monkey looks like a serial killer. Like, that monkey looks like Ted Bundy. He's jerking off behind that window. This makes sense if it's a monkey war, but if it's just monkey serial killers jerking off and stealing your children, that sounds like it's going to be a problem. 60 people in less than three weeks have either been bitten or clawed by monkeys, according to local officials. Nobody seriously hurt. Nobody seems to know why these attacks are happening or where this troop of monkeys is coming from. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so once again, we have another troop of monkeys causing havoc. Let's see, the attacks, this is my favorite statistic, on 58 people since July 8th. That's like three weeks. 58 people, Those that's numbers. You're putting numbers on the board at 58. That's multiple people a day. And they had to bring in specialists to hunt down the monkeys because uh, they aren't interested in food. They're literally just killing for sport? I'm not sure. I think there's a deeper meaning. But what a cool job to get. Monkey Hunter is a cool job. Like, that'd make a great reality TV show. Just a, a group of Japanese exterminators taking out rogue monkeys that are abducting babies like they work for Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, today on a monkey hunter, we're going to kill these fucking monkeys because they took another baby. Now, unfortunately, the monkeys aren't good enough to kill yet, but they are learning some fascinating tactics. In fact, they don't actually confront you head on. No, these monkeys have learned to uh, do a surprise attack. They're sneaking up on people from behind. What a horrifying thing to imagine. One lady was just out doing laundry, 
And then out of nowhere, these monkeys just jumped for, jumped her from behind. Started scratching her and biting her and shit. That's some wild, that's wild. Like, I'd almost rather deal with large cats. I mean, I guess monkeys, these monkeys are smaller. But, the, you know, the large cats are easier to scare away a little bit. Now, the monkeys are described as terrorizing the community, which does lead me to my theory, because I think, you know, realistically, we should be more, at least interested in what's going on here. There's a lot of repeated stories of monkeys, and a handful of them are macaques, uh, attacking people, which is hilarious, but there's got to be something more interesting going on there. You know, my thought is, is that they're evolving. And the one thing that humans got good at as we evolved was war. So, you know, maybe these monkeys are just the first round of terrorists in their uh, declaration to take revenge on mankind. We're living planet of the apes, but it's macaques. Funny name. At minimum, we have a very strange evolution in the habits of monkeys, and particularly the habit of killing to kill. I mean, they're probably eating the children, yes, but I don't think they're eating the children because they're hungry. I think they just, once they got them, you know, they're not going to waste them. At minimum, it's just they've all conspired to do this together. Uh, at worst, this is like monkey terrorism. Like, this is monkey Al-Qaeda spreading their message of chimp jihad. They got the fingers to do it. It's not impossible for them. Or I like the idea of them learning to use knives. Monkey knife fights sound funny. I think we're seeing them evolve, and in doing so, they're picking up all of mankind's worst traits. Like, they just have huge fuck orgies. They kill their own children, and now they're forming bands of rogue macaques that are sneaking up and stealing children and ambushing women doing laundry. Those are war crimes under the Geneva Convention. Someone explain that to the monkeys. Okay, we're going to have them in front of military courts for this. They caught one monkey who was... He had a record, okay? Yeah, who was responsible for an attack, and they they executed him. I think I would be at the point where I would cut their heads off and put them on pikes and try and scare the other motherfuckers away. Because clearly they understand violence. They're not doing this shit on accident. So if those monkeys want war, let's show them what war looks like. We don't want to let this get too far. We have to, you know, make sure our spot at the top of the food chain is not threatened. Because I would just kill all of the monkeys, if we're being honest. One's 58 attacks in, in a three-week period. I mean, PETA would have a fit, but these monkeys are criminals. So, like, they have a history. And if we got to take out 100 or so monkeys to save a village of people... That seems like an easy call. Japan is very respectful of the monkeys. 
I should probably know this, but I don't. But the monkeys probably represent, I don't know, an ancestor of some sort to them. Everything's a spirit or a ancestral guide, which is why they make the coolest, like, anime. But it is also why they're getting bullied by monkeys. Because in America, uh, those fucking monkeys would be dead. We'd fucking, we'd shoot those motherfuckers like they do with the wild pigs. Just get helicopters over them and just take out the entire fucking fleet. Because that will probably teach them a pretty, pretty heavy lesson. Having them all wiped out would probably reinforce the get back in the fucking jungle. Which I guess is like the monkey version of shut up and dribble. But they're criminals. I stand by it. So here's another horrifying uh, story while we're at it. Uh, Has science gone too far by reanimating these dead spiders to grip objects? And yes, there's a a video here where you see the uh, the spider. I'm not entirely sure what they're doing with it. But you see the the spider here being reanimated to pick things up, I guess. Why are we reanimating dead insects to pick things up? I feel like that seems unnecessary. And they're using horrifyingly big... That makes me want to run away. I do not like bugs. At all. They're aliens. I think the fact that we can, you know, take a the corpse of a spider and turn it into a a robot, essentially, cyborg, uh, kind of supports my theory there, that they are just, you know, biological robots sent here to probe the planet, make sure it's right for taking over, I guess. That's the reason the bees are so important. But sometimes I just wonder why we let these maniacs do this shit. I mean, I guess it's because we don't, like find out about it until it's too late and they're already doing it. But like, if I got pitched this experiment project, whatever the fuck it is, uh, I'd probably have some questions as to like, what's the point? And that sounds gross. Can you do it a different way? Cause to be bringing spot re, I mean, I guess they're not coming back from the dead. You're just, manipulating their corpse which is almost worse at least if you reanimated the spiders and they picked up the objects because you could control them at that point that'd be kind of cool but just you know sticking a needle in them to make them work like a the claw on a fucking game where you try to get the stuffed animals out but you never can because that claw is probably probably greased Unless that's what their solution is. They're going to fabricate massive spiders for carnival games so that they become fair. Also, at what point do we need to look at this scientific community and go, I think they might be getting a little carried away here. Because I think they might be getting a little carried away here. We're getting into some uh, real mad science territory here. And uh, the movies seem to prove, you know, that that's not great. There's no Planet of the Apes that ends well. 
we don't make like a formal pact with the apes. They don't get invited to NATO. Because don't get me wrong, if I was smart enough to be a scientist, I would probably lead towards mad scientist. Why not? That sounds like the fun part. Oh, you're going to end humanity. Who cares? I'm trying to do cool shit. Okay? I'm not trying to be another nerd. You go do your math. I'm going to reanimate spiders so that I can pick things up in the creepiest way possible. This seems like trolling because they funded this study project. I don't know what I don't know what you call it. It's thievery is what it is. That study probably cost an absurd amount of money just to make a spider pick something. You already know spiders can pick things up. They do it in nature. Was the, the point here to prove that we could reanimate the corpse? Because I don't feel like there's a shortage of spiders. Like, you could study their legs without reanimating their corpse. Now, one of the things they say is it's biodegradable, which, like, the fuck does that have to do with it? You need your claw machine to be biodegradable? Either way, I think we could have done this by studying the parts of the spider, not making it pick things up after it's died. I do kind of wish the mad scientists of this era were making, like, cool space stuff. You know, like zero-point energy, anti-gravity, and that shit. Instead of torturing dogs and reanimating bugs. We got another horrifying example of uh, technology going awry. Uh, as a chess robot breaks a seven-year-old's finger at Moscow Open. Uh, so basically they have this uh, robot that plays chess and then, you know, the, the chess masters were competing against it, which I don't know why they let a seven-year-old eventually do that. But seven-year-old did it and basically he reached onto the board before the robot was finished with his move, which for some reason led the robot to grab and what they describe as pinch his finger. Now they broke his finger, so I doubt it was exactly a pinch. But why is the robot retaliating? And my favorite part of this story is uh, they blame the kid, which God bless Russia. Here's the quote. There are certain safety rules and the child apparently violated them. The vice president of the Federation of Russian Chess said, noting that the incident was rare. When he made his move, he did not realize he first had to wait. He maintained that the robot is entirely safe and said that apparently children need to be warned. The president of the Moscow Chess Federation noted that the machine had played many matches without incident, but that the robot broke the child's finger. This is, of course, bad. What a line. Yes, robot broke child's finger. This is, of course, bad, but it was child's fault, if we're being honest. The real red flag should be, why is that how the robot responds? Even if you are cheating, the robot shouldn't try to prevent you from cheating. Who coded that into the robot? Although, I don't know, maybe that's just the Russian way. You try to cheat, that robot's going to fuck you up, which is maybe how a Russian would react. So maybe that's just true to life. It's hilarious that this story is about a seven-year-old getting his finger broken by an AI robot that went overboard. And the president of the Moscow Chess Federation was like, wasn't the robot's fault. 
I wonder if it's just because the robot realized it was a child and knew it could inflict pain. Or maybe it was, you know, more practical and it was just looking to create an advantage. And if you take out one of your opponent's fingers, advantage you. So it could have just been a tactical move. This is why they kind of need to be able to have these machines, like be able to print out their train of thought, what programming led to the break his finger for uh, going too soon. Now, maybe that's why the robot's good. He's like Kobe Bryant. He's a killer out there. Prince of Pegging was trending on Twitter the other day. No, that's not a Prince of Persia porn remake. Uh, It's the nickname apparently given to Prince William. Yep, that Prince William. So there was a widely shared blind gossip item posted on Du Moi, what a gay name, uh, that claims an unnamed heterosexual member of the royal family is into this particular sexual activity. The blind gossip item says this royal's extramarital affair is an open secret in London and amongst the English Aristo set and is the talk of every party and news desk. Now, is it possible to be a member of the royal family and have a normal sex life? It seems like the answer's no. Like a pretty resounding no. Which I guess when you're part of the royal family, you know, and you know you can get away with anything, that's probably a pretty easy way to fall into trying some weird shit. And unfortunately, maybe that's what you're into. Because if you act, maybe it's, or it could just be a reaction because they have to act so proper all the time. So then behind closed doors, they get to fuck me in my ass. Come on now. But pegging is a new one. And I guess for those innocent people listening or watching, uh, pegging is when a woman wears a strap-on and fucks a man in the ass. Yeah, that's what that is. So I saved you a Google there. Oh, some of the Twitter... There were a lot of Twitter posts about, well, I Googled pegging, and uh, I regret that now. But yeah, apparently the term was only coined uh, 21 years ago. I thought it was much older, to be honest. But I also grew up with the Internet, so I've kind of always known what that was. I mean, in terms of the royal family being accused of weird sex shit, pegging's pretty tame. Honestly, their PR department probably read this and was like, thank God that's it. We cannot do any more children. This article also states, uh, at a recent media party, the item author says, I was told the real reason for the affair was the royal's love of pegging which the wife is far too old-fashioned to engage in. The wife doesn't mind her referring to the woman who fucks her husband in the ass and prefers her husband getting his sexual needs filled elsewhere, as long as things don't become emotional, which was the case with the last woman, which is very funny to imagine Prince William, who's the balding one, uh, his wife is Kate, She looks exactly like the stereotypical white woman. 
hilarious to think of Prince William falling in love with the lady who fucks him in the ass. Because if I remember correctly, I don't know, I read it yesterday, but uh, I believe the first person he had for this was one of their friends, and uh, I guess it got a little too emotional, so Kate had her kicked out of the friend group. Yeah, it seems every time this happens, you know, an article comes out about them having some weird kink, that the crux of the article is just like, yeah, everybody knows and, like, talks about it. It's just not official, which is like, okay, well, then it doesn't really seem like news. I mean, it's not like Prince William's going to hold a press conference and be like, yes, the rumors are true. I do enjoy being pegged. My wife is far too white bread to do it, though, so I have to get a real freak. You know, and this is how the arrangement was made, and every Wednesday and Thursday I get my ass fucked. It's a real, it's me time. Well, me and the dildo and my ass, but that's just how I enjoy life. Yeah, very funny to then just be like, well, you know, emotions got in the way, and I fell in love with you. Rebecca? You fuck my ass exactly how I need. And that dildo really completes me. Please, run away with me. Now that would make a lit season of The Crown, though. If it's just, you know, Prince William having extramarital affairs with, you know, women fucking him in the ass and then falling in love with the woman fucking him in the ass. Also very funny to imagine his wife being asked to do that, like, the first time. He was like, please, darling, I need you to strap on this dildo and fuck me like the bitch I am. And her just being like, uh, I don't think I want to do that. Or trying. Can you imagine having to try to talk yourself into that? Is Kate Middleton? One of the other real messages here is, uh, if you're a woman, avoid the fucking royal family. None of these dudes seems to be worth the fucking headache. Jesus Christ. This poor girl could have married anyone she wanted. Now she's got to deal with this balding lunatic out getting his booty hole spread by random, you know, members of the British aristocracy. Which, how Roman of them for the upper crust elites to be just doing weird sex shit. It's also the problem with not giving these motherfuckers any responsibilities. I mean, I guess don't give the people fucking children and getting pegged actual responsibilities. I guess that's why they took them away. And we're like, hey, you can keep the cool jewelry, but we got to take the power away. You guys have kind of burned too many bridges here. I'd love to talk to the journalist whose job it is to just find out all of the weird shit these royals do and just report on them. Like, what's your beat? Oh, I cover, you know, royals and incest. Yeah, the royal gossip blog is pretty much just, uh, you know, pedophile crimes and mistresses that get killed. In some of the the stuff I read, one of the, the theories floating about was that this story was coming out because the HBO documentary, I think it's called like The Princess or some shit like that, about Princess Diana is uh, coming out and Prince William wasn't all too kind to the film. He had some 
some tough words to say about it. So wouldn't shock me if that, you know, they went and paid someone was like, hey, can you spread the rumor that he uh, likes getting fucked by women wearing strap-ons? Yeah, we're really trying to get some positive buzz for the doc. So we need to, you know, shut him up. It's also funny because, like, the Royals can't really even refute this because even acknowledging it is too much. I Like, I don't even know what's funner, funnier. Uh, a press conference where he admits to it and owns it or the press conference where he has to deny it because both are pretty funny. You know, just Prince William be like, I've never been fucked in my ass in my entire life. And I never plan to. This is, these are lies being printed about me and my family. Kate would gladly fuck me in my ass. I asked her last night and she said, of course, dear. So these lies are preposterous. That would be funny too if the thing he got mad about wasn't that they accused him of liking getting pegged. Just that they said his wife wouldn't do it. Because they can't get divorced. That's a, it's a luxury the royals don't have ironic as that is because they have all the luxury they live in castles I do wonder if once the queen finally dies if the British you know people were like okay she's gone we we let her finish her uh, finish her bid because she is like one of the longest reigning monarchs in history so gotta respect the game but like yeah she's dead she won't have to live through the embarrassment Let's uh let's downsize this. I don't think they need nine castles. They probably actually have like 20 castles, but the big ones. You could probably repurpose those for something else. Let the homeless and the immigrants sleep in the castles. If England wants to lead the way as a progressive bastion, you know, that's what that's what they should be doing. Outside that, I don't know what you reuse a castle for probably make a sick movie theater I mean like you'd have to make tickets very expensive but that's what I'd go with I'd be like the first uber luxurious movie theater is there's a very strict distinct divide between the people who like Meghan Markle and the people who like Prince William and Kate Middleton Meghan and Harry are very well at least they're fans are very opposed to William and Kate. We got a Game of Thrones situation going on. Part of that's funny because no one in America really fucking likes Meghan Markle anyways. Talking about how she's going to run for president and shit. Which, if she actually runs for president, I'll respect that. It was fascinating to watch the people go at it. Because, of course, all of Meghan Markle's people to be like, you know, I'm not against anyone getting pegged if that's your thing. But, and then you had the the people on the William and Kate side being like, this is clearly slanderous uh, rumors being pushed by uh, outlets that peddle derogatory information, which isn't untrue. Scientists are considering a crazy plan to dim the sun and slow climate change. Stop me if you've heard that before. Uh, so a few years ago, scientists proposed a ludicrous idea to help cut down on global temperature changes. The idea was to take planes and spew reflective particles into the Earth's atmosphere yearly. 
These particles would then reflect solar light, effectively dimming the sun. Some think it would help cut down on climate change a lot, but others aren't quite as convinced. Having now endured another, and the brunt of, a Texas summer, if it stays this hot, we're going to have to, you know, take a closer look at some of this. I'm going to be completely honest. If I go through another three weeks of 105, I'm going to think we might need to apologize to Greta. You know, maybe that walking touch of the tism stick might actually have been on to something. The autistic ones always make important discoveries. And all I'm saying is, it's really fucking hot. And that's my gauge for the climate, is how comfortable I am. Because don't get me wrong, I do also think we invented, like, the solution to climate change. It's called air conditioning. But unless we're going to start, you know, mass engineering ACs for everyone in the world, uh, that's not a, an effective solution. So I'm just saying, it's, it's too hot. It's too hot, and I don't like it because I get sticky you know, in my drive to work, I'm sweating by the time I get there, even with the AC on, the black leather in my car, fake leather, whatever the fuck it is, it's scalding hot. I've almost gotten burn marks just holding my steering wheel. So I get to Texas is hot in the summer, but I think we could do better. And look, if we start shooting shit into the sky and it drops it to 101, Fuck it. Roll the dice. Why not? Why not? I mean, shouldn't DARPA already know how to do this? Okay. We invented heart attack guns. Let's invent, you know, L.A. weather guns so that I can have it be 75 and, you know, cool outside every day. If we're going to have scientists doing, you know, mad scientist shit, this is at least interesting seems like it would have some severe consequences, but I like people thinking outside the box. My stance has always been like, obviously we're fucking the planet up. We're disgusting creatures. So we should probably like get the lead out of the water and fix the fucking grid so you don't have to tell me to not use my AC in the summer when it's 108 outside. I think, I think, you know, an air that's poisonous. I think there's some things we could do. I don't buy a lot of the grander theories, but if it stays this hot, uh, I'm coming around. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go, you know, to rallies and shit. Not because I care about the planet, but because I care about maintaining my comfortable first world life. It was 124 in Pakistan this week. They don't have air conditioning. That sounds like hell. That sounds fucking terrible. It's getting rough out there, folks. And it's not even August. On the plus side, which makes it all worth it, Little League World Series starts very soon. So that wraps it up for this week's uh, installment of the Solo Show Saga. Follow us on Twitter, at The Hidden Pod. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, at Brandon Steel Hidden. Uh, if you want to sign up for the Patreon, you know, page is popping over 100 hours of exclusive content uh you can head over to patreon.com slash hidden in plain sight pod 
uh, just three thirty-three. It's it's a fantastic deal, folks. Okay, it's the best deal in podcasting. And look, nobody knows podcasting like I do. And I walked in, and I said, "Wow, wow, this is the best podcast I've ever seen." Yeah, go over there and uh, sign up for the page. Always appreciate it. And uh, we'll see y'all next week. Mamba out.